every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. Hello, everybody. Andrew Taylor here. We got Sean Mike with us and Factory Fresh with us. Factory, Factory are you doing this? Factory, you got to be doing this too. I'm doing it. <laughs> First question is at Easton Patton. How did you learn to communicate with your entire team and not just like minded agents? Um, that's a great question, Easton. I think that, uh, you know, I knew I could only go so far. First of all, like, you know, Easton, Easton works hard, right? Easton works really hard and, and can be sometimes if you're not willing to get to know people or learn who they are, it's really hard to make that connection with them. Right. And how many people are going to be just like you? I mean, precious Smith is the one that taught me about this. Who was, she was the very first recruiter we hired. Um, she's still with the company she's doing, she works in the marketing department. And I, I finally, one day I was like, you know, listen, I'm getting pretty frustrated. Like we need some more people. They're going to sell day one buy leads day one, understand how simple this is. Bah, 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 bah. And she just looked at me and she said, if you know more people just like you, tell me where they are and I'll recruit them. And I, that was a, a big lesson for me. But what I said to her was, they don't have to be like me. They don't have to be like Angela to be like, so, Easton, I think that you need to start to to really – I like to get to know different people. I mean, Andrew, I, I don't – I never thought that we were like-minded. I mean, I get along with you really well, and, and I'm glad I've gotten to know you through business. But before I knew you, I, 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 I my connection was how hard you worked, what you were doing to help the company, help the clients, help the agents. That's where – so, Easton, I think, you know, kind of you trust and you want to connect with people that are working hard. Um they don't have to be, by the way, they might not want to be like you at all in any way, your strengths and your weaknesses. And they have strengths. And I always remember this too. People have strengths in areas that I'm weak and vice versa. And, and the more that we can all get together and work, the better off we're all going to be. So if I acknowledge that, hey, you have areas of strength, which are my areas of weakness, man, it's really hard to compete with us because I'm growing every day. And I know that we're, that we have areas we need to, to expand it and grow in the whole deal. Like I know that for a fact. So you know, for uh, Easton, I think you just have to be, take a step back, listen, not react. And there's other thing we do. We do a lot of reacting to things that don't deserve a reaction. You know, so someone didn't say something you wanted them to, or they didn't agree with what you're doing, or you know, I had a guy the other day and he got all upset. This guy sent him a text and he said, I've been doing everything you asked me to do and I'm not growing. I wish you would, you know, on and on and on. And this guy goes back at him. I can't believe you said that. You know, you should. So he sends me all text messages. And I said, dude, what are you doing? Like, first of all, pick up the phone and call him. He goes, well, he's not doing everything I asked him to do. I go, okay, well, maybe he is. Maybe he's not. We have a huge company. There's plenty of other people out there. Then watch some of the other trainings and, and, and do that. 
like, why is everybody getting so emotional? So I think Easton, when you pull the emotionality out of it, you tend to be able to work with all kinds of people that are not like-minded to you because you're not emotional, you know? And I think that that's the problem a lot of us have is we're so damn emotional about everything that we don't, we, that's just, we react, we react, we overreact, we continue to react. And, and I think we just don't know what to do with ourselves, you know? So if you want to win, you have to work with all kinds of people, different backgrounds, different beliefs. And, and I think the last thing I'll say, Easton, and, and, and I'm not, I'm not preaching to anybody, but dude, the only person that can judge is God. So like, whatever, unless they're like going to come like harm your grandmother or, you know, go after, after your kids, what do you care? You know? So I think a big part of that is just growth. And, um, and I think if you listen and get to know people, and I think Easton, if you get to learn people and I like to ask questions, like if somebody's like, I don't know something, I'll ask them like, Hey, what does that mean? Or if that's their belief system or an area they're from or a different ethnicity, I like to educate myself. Because I think people like to talk about themselves, and they should, and I want to learn about them. So I think yank all the emotionality out of it, bud, and, and, and everybody's not you, thank God. And because, you know, we're, we, we wouldn't want that for any of us, and I wouldn't want everybody to be like me or like Andrew. And acknowledge that if, if you want to build something massive, you're going to learn to work with all kinds of people that may agree with everything you do, nothing you do, some of what you do. Today they'll do this, tomorrow they'll do that. But keep the emotionality out of it and just do the best you can by people and get to know them, get to learn them, and get to uh, connect with them. So I try to think about who I, who I try to work with and who I don't. And the people that I try to not work with are the ones who – never do what they say they're going to do and always mm-hmm. complain. I just, I don't want to even be around them. I don't want them to rub off on me. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, do you think that's the right thing? Well, I, I think I told the guy the other day and I know him. I said, Hey man, listen, um, I'm struggling talking to you lately and I'm struggling talking to you because all you do is keep telling me how you can't do it. And you complain about everything and you complain less to me than you do this other guy. Cause the other guy tells me what you complain about. And you've convinced yourself you can't do it. So why don't you and I both agree that you can't? I'm like, I'm not mad, but I don't have the emotional energy to do this with you anymore. If you want to tell me you can't do it, I agree with you. You cannot do it. You know, like, what are you going to say? So I, I think, Andrew, that's, hey, I wouldn't spend my time, but I want everybody, here's the thing. I tell everybody, so what, I think what frustrates people is when somebody decides, man, he's so negative or she's so negative or they don't work hard, I'm not going to like spend a lot of time with them. And then they don't tell the person. So you're calling them and they're like not really responding the right way. And it's like, dude, did you tell him? I had a guy the other day, I'm like, did you tell him why you're not? Well, he doesn't, he says he's going to dial. He doesn't dial. He doesn't work hard. He's always very negative. I'm like, okay, well, he's telling me you won't help him. Did you tell him that? Well, well, no, but he should know that. Okay. I, that's I, a big, that's huge. And I get, you know what I do? I get them both on the phone. I hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I call him like, Hey man, I'm with so-and-so got it. I said, Hey dude. You're frustrated. He's not neither one of them knows I'm going to call the other one. He's like, oh damn, he's, he's calling to tell me. I said, he, you don't call him back. He, by the way, so and so, he acknowledges he doesn't call you back. Tell him why you're not calling him back. And he gets quiet. He goes, just what you just told me, dude. Tell him we're all adults. We're trying to help each other. Nobody's trying to hurt anybody. He goes, well, I just feel like your attitude's pretty bad, and it, you know it's really frustrating for everybody in the office, and you don't really work very hard at this point in time. You can do, and he went. He was very. He's like, I know you can do so much better, and and the guy basically said, listen, you know what? You're right. I got to get better. Sorry about my attitude. I want to get better. I've had some stuff going on. And, uh, but he said, I didn't say this to him. He goes, I just wish I knew not that I didn't, but I wish I knew communicate with people. I don't just stop talking to them. 
I go like, hey, dude, here's why I can't help you right now. Because you've decided I can't help you. There's no confusion. I'm still here, but I'm not going to spend 15, 20 minutes on the phone with you talking about how you are going to convince me you can't do it. Yeah. It's big. Uh, at Neo Batman, someone who is in sales such as car sales, how do I get them to understand the lifestyle they could have here at FFL? Um, you know, the, the, the time, I think the thing for me with having a job and, and the people I know in the car business tend to work six days a week, they do work long hours. Um, I think the thing you need to sell people on is, um, you know, lifestyle. I think they probably can't even see yet, but just educating them on, you know, what that's going to look like. I also think you should find somebody that's done it. I mean, so Eric Schmidt, is probably, you know, one of the most successful people in recent history that was purely in the car business and transition. He's got a lot of people on his team that have done the same thing. Why don't you ask him to do like a 45-second or a minute video with you or for you, a testimonial about how it changed his life going from a car, the car business, which he was in for better part of 25 years, to then this. Because if you weren't in the car business, you didn't make a successful transition. And that's part of this whole deal too. Like That's why it's so important to help people get on the trainings and do the things we do because at the end of the day, you can't be all things to all people. Easton, that's the better answer to your question. Is like, let the person get connected. There's plenty of people in the company. You don't have to be all things to all people. There are people that I go like, hey, can you talk to him about this? Because they just connect better with that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, you, I do with you. I'm like, hey, can you? I don't really know him that well. I don't pretend that I do. Can you call him up and see if we can work something out? And you're like, yeah, dude, I, I definitely do that. So, you know, I, I really think that that at the end of the day, you know, um, all you can do is talk about your ability to get free, talk about not having your boss, talk about being able to. I think the biggest thing for me is I didn't see anything other than if my kids, when your kids are in middle school, Andrew, what you'll find is their games are at like 3.30 if they play sports. They're when the middle school gets out. They're not at 7 p.m. So if you work a Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 gig, you're not going to go. You might go to one or two, but you're not going to 20. So I coached for three years. There's nobody there. I mean, there was a parent or two, you know what I mean? But other than that, like, people are working. And it's okay. The kids are going to be fine. They didn't need to. But you know what? I was like, I just want to be able to pick and choose the things I want to do without asking my boss. It wasn't like I was, you know, sitting on a beach somewhere making phone calls and selling over Zoom. But I didn't want to ask a boss if I could have a day off. Yeah. I just didn't. And I think that's the lifestyle part you sell. Um, you get to a certain point in your life and you just got to get tired of it. I just think people get tired. And then you get a lot of positional leaders in, <laughs> in corporate jobs or car sales, any of those things. And they just want to let you know they're in charge. They just do. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, you give people a little bit of control and it's like, I have a title, you know? And I used to be like, bro, bro, back it up, man. Cause you know, I don't want this job that bad. <laughs> you know, people, people fall down and get hurt at work all the time. Like, stop talking to me that way. I'm not talking to you that way. And I'm not going to ask again. I'm being nice. But I don't, I don't run around and talk to people that way, screaming, yelling in their face. Easy, yeah. bro. Easy. So yeah. sell now, them on that. There's also a weird point, though, when you're just killing it and you're focused, you don't even have to try. People just Mm-mm. start coming to you. Right. You're like a magnet. But you also have to market yourself. See, you're a magnet if you're marketing yourself. You know what I mean? Like, what did Nina Hayden do better than anybody else? They just marketed themselves nonstop every day, all day. Yeah. It was hard to keep up with them because it was like they bought commercial space. It was like, let's let's go back to let's even use YouTube or or, you know, let's use let's use NFL. Nina and Hayden were running commercials every 20 minutes. You couldn't watch a game without seeing them. It was actually impossible. And then some people ran a commercial once a month. And 
they forget about you, but they were in your face all day, every day, posting everywhere they could. And it was a really hard for people to compete with them because when you thought hiring new working at FFL, that subliminally came because they, you saw them so much. So I think I agree with you. And a lot of that is you, they'll see your lifestyle and they'll see the difference you're making in people's lives. If you'll actually market yourself through social media. Yeah, that's huge. Um, next question at Stephen Yee. <clears throat> With the new adaption of virtual sales, how far behind will some agents be if they do not implement or add this to their arsenal? They're going to struggle. And, and and the thing, Stephen, for me is the weirdest thing is the change. Like, yeah, we watched a pilot group with us do this for a period of time to make sure the quality is going to be good and everything was good. But we didn't fight the change to fight change. We want to make sure we knew what we were doing and we didn't hurt any agents or clients and the whole deal. But, you know, Stephen, this is where the world's going, man. Um, there's still going to be plenty of people going to go out. I mean, do I think people are still going to be wanting to meet people in their house on life insurance? Absolutely. 100%. Unequivocally. But if you were running a business and you're running an agency and you're not able to put yourself in that position where um, you can teach and you can talk about, you can see it in the agencies, direct mail. Running appointments in the home. Won't do nothing else. Won't talk about nothing else. Think about this. If the guy or girl you work with won't get on the phone and make some sales and show you how to do it, I just, you know, that's why I love that, you know, Trey the other day was like, hey, I'm, I'm getting on the phone and making sales. And he is making a killing bunch it. of them. I know. Yeah. But I'm like, and, and you know, Trey's very self-deprecating. So, of course, he's like, man, I always ran the appointments late. Da, da, da. And I, I was like, yeah. He's like, no, no, I'm really doing it. I want to be able to help lead people. And if I'm not doing it, how can I talk about it? And I'm really excited to do it. And he's crushing it. You know? He actually did always get lost on the road. He, when he, he, he probably did, dude. So it probably helps him. Yeah. You know, no doubt about it. And But at the end of the day, the, the greater thing for me is he acknowledged that people were going to be doing something that he wasn't doing. And he wanted to teach them how to do it. You know what I mean? Like, that's leadership. Yeah. Like, I'm not that comfortable. I've never done it. I know how to go and run appointments. I don't even need to run appointments right now. Like, I don't need the money. You know, that's why I was like, he's still in the field. I know what a novel concept. He's been here a few years. He likes helping clients and he wants to get an integrity deal. Wow, what a horrible person he is. You know, you and your business doing a month at some company you've been at for 14 years, making and your people all quit and join us every single month. And then you find nine new ones and they quit because you got them at compensation. I mean, like, dude, isn't that exhausting? Okay, so you're not in the field. You're broke. You're, but you're not. But you're definitely not in the field. You're broke. You, but you're, congratulations, you're broke. You're broke as crap. You're never going to have anything. You never get ahead, and they're going to sell the company, and you have no no equity. So, um, it is what it is. You know. Yeah, that's huge. What advice would you give somebody that's just starting today? Um, you know, give up on everything you you believe about the business. I mean, if you just start and you're brand new, um. You don't know what you don't know. Believe that it, as it appears, please, you do have to work. But if you put in the work, it is as it, as it appears to be. Because it is. So you'll watch and be like, this is pretty cool. I just like call people up. Mm -hmm. And I just, they wanted me to meet with them. Mm -hmm. And then I sell them life insurance. Mm -hmm. Like, like, yes, 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 and yes. You know, so I think that believe that, don't fight that. You'll want to fight it. Because there's that little thing in the, in your head or somebody else that you know that doesn't do this or somebody else you used to work with is going to say, you know, it's not that easy, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not remotely cold calling. It's all lead-based. So don't – just stay laser-focused. If you find yourself thinking, stop. This is – just keep it moving. 
right? Don't make it complicated. But if you'll put yourself in a position to win, you won't make it, you don't make it complicated and you realize what you can actually achieve. And, and if you'll just believe that it's that, that you can, because the problem for most people is the mind's a powerful thing and this requires so you're either going to convince yourself you can do it or you can convince yourself you can't. You know, um, run your 30 appointments a week. That's making 30 appointments is down to your 30 appointments. Find people that dial really good, listen to the training, take take somebody you can relate to and do exactly what they're doing. You know, that's not complicated, right? That's, and I think you're going to put yourself in a, in a position to win. Uh, yeah. I just think you're going to be hard to compete with. And then I'd, st- I'd hire immediately day one. Like I'd hire everybody I could because I wouldn't, I, I don't care if I make somebody's like, what'd you do when, before you had your license? I was hiring before I had my license, dude. I was calling before I had my license. I was hiring before I had my license. I was doing the best I could to build a business. So I, I think, and also be committed to your schedule. You know, treat it like a real business. You know, ask yourself every day, you know, I am my boss. How do I, do I deserve a raise? Should I be making more money selling life insurance? Do I deserve to be fired? Like, what am I doing? What am I earning? If I was, you know, I am the boss of me, how am I performing on a daily basis? And what does that look like? Did you have anybody close to you quit that kind of like want it? tried to convince you to get out of the business or tell you it was BS or it sucked or. Yeah. I mean, early a couple people did. And, but I was like total blast mode. I'd be like, dude, you suck and you're lazy. I had a guy in a meeting one day. He's like, I've been doing this for three weeks and I've been doing it for like four weeks. And he's like, this business doesn't work. And I was like, cause you suck and you're lazy. It was when we had a sales meeting Friday morning. It's like 20 people there. And I was like, by the way, if anybody wants to know who look up lazy and addiction guy, his name was Scott, look up lazy. And I know him. Like, I know him. No, I said, like that, he's an, a friend of yours. Yeah. I go, that's lazy right there. Look at little Scotty lazy. And then he left the office. Nobody ever did to me ever again. And my deal was he was lazy and he wasn't working. And I didn't want him to, I, if he was working crazy hard, then I'd be like, dude, let's talk. He, he wouldn't work. He'd work one day, not work five days. He'd run one appointment. I knew that nobody wanted a life insurance. Now, he had made a bunch of money in something else previously, which he just hit a good time. Like it was fine. He made some money. Timing. Cool. It's timing. And, and nothing wrong. He didn't work hard there either, but it was good timing. He made some money. Smart guy. And my issue was I didn't want other people to make a decision based on Lazy Scott because he didn't work. If he worked hard, I was fine with them going, hey, let's hear more about it. But I was like, Scott, on the way out, he was like, I can't believe you're talking to me that way. I'm like, dude, you don't have to leave the meeting. I'm like, how many hours think you work a week? I'm like, he works like four hours a week, guys. So if you work four hours a week, like Lazy Scott, you're going to – I was just – and I was very – it was it professional. Should I have done it? Probably not. I don't know. But I didn't want anybody else to listen to his – this because all he was trying to do is get all of, all of us to quit because he wasn't successful and we all knew each other. So he sure as heck didn't want them. And, and we kept, we kept growing it and killing it. And like, he would call neither me. I never talked to him ever again. Ironically, like never once in my life, never. Again. I wonder if he knows how big <laughs> FFL is. Um, probably, you know, never spoken to him once. And I'm not mad. I'm just like, if he called me today, I'd answer a phone call, but you know, my, he would call people and go like, Hey, is it, uh, how, you know, did you quit yet? And they're like, no, dude, like, it's not the, it's like it's work, but no, I'm like doing my thing. I'm good. And he just couldn't fathom that people were doing good. He's like, well, the leads. And he's like, like, dude, they fill the leads out. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, so I think for me, I always, Andrew, once I saw the leads, you couldn't talk me out of this business being great. I just, we just had to find a different model. But once I saw the leads and saw the way the insurance carriers pay and realized that our clients are literally a never ending group like it's never gonna end there's so many people that need it and that everybody has to have it and our clients are so vulnerable they don't have it dude i was in you could never convince me that this wasn't a great industry yeah that's huge cool well thank you for sharing today guys thanks for joining us we'll see you next week 8 a.m pacific time see you guys appreciate it guys